In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Folks, welcome to your Wednesday episode. This is uh, January 4th. We've made it four days into the new year. I hope everybody's uh, doing good. You know, listen, as we always say last year, when you get to Wednesday, you're halfway through the week. So you're 60% of the way through the week as of today. And today we've got an amazing show for you today. I have so much fun recording with our guest, Lex Nico. She's back with us again, and we've got a special episode for you today because we recap all of the pop culture stories of 2022. Now, you're saying, Ryan, that's ridiculous, but I think we get a good deal of all of the pop culture stories. Now, I want to I want to tell you, this is just entertainment pop culture, not reality shows. Reality shows, I will be doing a different episode with a different special guest about the year in reality for 2022. And listen, I I know we're four days in, so we shouldn't keep talking about 2022, but I gotta, I, I mean, listen, this is what I do. I did this for a whole year. We've got to put a, put a cap on it and we're going to do it right now with Lex Nico. This is about an hour and a half conversation and I just had a blast. I just have so much fun. Her new podcast, you guys, which we talk about is called Crown Jewels over on Betches and it's all about the Royals and it's with her and Samantha Bush, who you know is Bravo historian and I highly recommend it. It just came out about five weeks ago, but go check it out. Go rate it five stars. We talk a little bit about the Royals because they really are fascinating in terms of pop culture, but we got everything in here. We got Will Smith. We got Adam Levine. We got the bad stuff. We got the good stuff. So I'm going to do that and then at the back end of this, I'm going to do a couple of stories that we missed. I'm not going to be able to get it all in. I mean, trying to condense this into less than a two-hour show and knowing that we'll do it all over again for a reality version of this same episode. But listen, it's just so... Listen, I'm trying to make these shorter, but when you have somebody like Lex and it just it's just a fun conversation, like it's just a joy for me. I had so much fun. I keep saying that, but I really did. Thank you guys for all of uh, of your support in 2022. Um, Maritza made me a list of all the accomplishments of, uh, uh, of the show and of ours, and I'll read some of those on the tail end. I don't like to be boastful, but I want you guys to know how much you've done for this show and how much you've done for me and uh, really, really making my dreams come true true. Um, also, I finally got to go to my P.O. box in Los Angeles today, and I picked up some amazing, amazing gifts. Rita Ryan sent me this Garrett's popcorn, just amazing, and this like Malort uh, Christmas decoration, which I wish I, I had gotten a couple of weeks ago, um, but I can't wait to put it up next Christmas. Uh, Malort, of course, is the disgusting wormwood drink I drank in Chicago about a couple weeks ago when I was there. It has been nonstop, I feel like, this last month, you guys. I can't wait for it to slow down but it doesn't look like 2023 is going to be that year for me. So just hang on in there. Stay with us. Stay with me. Also, I want to remind you that Sarah Galley, I'm doing her live show, which is an online live show, this Thursday, January 5th, the eve of Jen Shaw's sentencing. You go on over to Andy's Girls, and uh, you can get tickets over there. I'll put it in my link for my Instagram as well. I think it's like 12 bucks. Come join us. Party. It should be a lot of fun. Um, I can't wait to do that on Thursday night. And if you like this podcast, keep leaving good reviews for it. Um, listen, I know there's a lot of negativity out there. I love, I love to say negative things about housewives and pop culture people. But if you like this, uh, please say something. If you don't, just ignore it and go on to a different podcast. You'll find your podcast somewhere out there. But hopefully this one is yours. And this one is for you today, guys, even though I had a blast doing it. So let's just jump right in. And we're not going to do any new, but I mean, like, let's Jeremy Renner posted on Instagram today. 
He said, you know, he's he can barely type, but thank you for all the well wishes. So hopefully he is pulling through. It was good to see him. Still better looking than me, even with a tragic, tragic accident. He still is better looking than me. So damn you, Jeremy Renner. But I'm really, really happy that you are still here. And so uh, with that, let us look back at the year that was the year of 2022 in pop culture. Here we go. Here is Lex Nico. Happy New Year's, you guys. I've talked to you a couple times uh, already in the new year, but this episode today is very special to me, not only because of our guests, but because we get to celebrate 2022, the year that was in pop culture. Now, you might still think it was 2021 or 2020 because time means nothing anymore, but let me assure you that 2022 had some of the biggest, craziest, most insane, some beautiful, some sad moments of pop culture of all time. And I needed somebody really strong. I needed one of my favorites and she stepped up to the plate and she was like, yeah, you you know, you already follow her on TikTok and Instagram, but what you might not know, what I didn't even know is that I knew she has this podcast coming out for Betches. Turns out it's already out, you guys. And it's called Crown Jewels with Bravo historian Samantha Bush. We love Betches. We love, like she's, Lex single-handedly is one of the people that got me into the Royals. And so let's introduce her right now. Lex Nico, welcome back to the show and happy new year. Happy New Year. Hi. Hi. <laughs> well, I, first off, congratulations on the show. So I, I've already got five episodes to catch up on. Mm-hmm. And uh, how was your New Year's and how was your holiday before we get into the insanity of pop culture and even the Royals? Oh, my gosh. Bit? I mean, holiday was great. I went home and I saw my parents in Canada. It was so nice. Um, and saw, you know, cramming a bunch, seeing a bunch of people in, in a very short amount of time. So 10 days flew by and then I came home, had new year's in LA, started work again. And if you guys know Lex, she travels, she travels nonstop. She's (laughs) never not going. And she's always going to New Orleans on Friday. (laughs) I was just in New Orleans. I'm so excited. You are going to love it. It is such a magical town, but what are you going to New Orleans for? Uh, my friend's grandpa lives there, so just going to see him. <laughs> Go to this a girl. This girl's just out there visiting people for fun. These girls. These are like. There's not even a thing. She's just out there. She's you never stopping. I oh have my. to though. I have to slow down this year. I think. You I think. say that all the time, but <laughs> <You> like. Think. <laughs> I got to stop. Can we talk about your hoodie? Is this a Ben yeah. Affleck By the way, donut I'm, hoodie? I'm wearing a Ben Affleck <laughs> Dunkin' Donut hoodie because we have to, one of the things, we're already getting off to us. One of the things we have to celebrate this year, we were going to start in chronological order, you guys, but it's probably going to wind up just being a mess of stories yes. throughout the year. But we do want to celebrate the Ben Affleck and J-Lo. The, mm-hmm. they Benifer got married. 2.0. Yes. 2.0 Love 2. wins. Did it. Love, yes. love wins 20 years later <laughs> they did this huge ceremony at ben's uh house his southern house they looked delightful mm-hmm. Jimmy released more wedding photos over the holidays and what i know do you love this relationship or do you like this relationship or do you not trust this relationship ryan i love this relationship <laughs> like there is nothing <laughs> i don't know what it is in like my deep-rooted problems <laughs> <laughs> like we haven't addressed Guys, this therapy. If you used to date Lex 20 years ago, <laughs> you too might be entitled compensation and be you might be able to get back together with her just because of but this like, relationship. Seriously, I live for a redemption story. I live like I like that. You know, like the notebook when it's like they leave each other and then they find each other, they just like 
she shrugs her <laughs> shoulders and she's like, we have to be together. Like that is the love story I live for. So seeing this happen at first, I was like, this is PR. And then they actually got married. And yeah, I'm like, they went through with it. Old. A big wedding. You mm-hmm. had a star studded. You had Matt. They Damon had the there. Vegas had wedding Kevin first. Smith. Remember? Oh, yes. Also, that's perfect. Yeah. They had the Vegas wedding first where they went and eloped. JLo did a beautiful post about getting married next to a gay couple and another mm-hmm. couple. And that's great. That shocked us. But then they did the official wedding. And I just want to remind people where we were two years ago. Two years ago, we were at the point where we were getting angry Ben Affleck flipping off the paparazzi with his coffee cup. And yep. just look how much can change in two years, you guys. Look how it's much. He wasn't with for the J-Lo ages. then. No, not at all. J-Lo wasn't. Wait, I have to now think back. I'm like, isn't it crazy? Yeah. yeah. J-Lo, who was J-Lo dating? Well, uh, A-Rod, remember? A-Rod, and then Madison engaged. from Southern Charm, oh. he slid into her DMs and that came yes. out. So it had a Bravo element to it. And it was like, and then Ben Affleck suddenly got back in the picture. And we found yeah. out that all this time, according to J-Lo, he was the one that like he was the one that always held her heart and same for Ben, supposedly, Mm -hmm. I hope emailed her, he emailed her Uh, and like (laughs) to check in on her. And that's how they re sparked things. Oh, it's my heart. (laughs) Well, think about it though. In terms of pop culture, it really is amazing because it kind of harkens back even for you, uh, the older set that listens, you know, you talk about Elizabeth Taylor and like, you know, she had the one husband who am I thinking of? Mark Um, Anthony. No, or Chris, no, no, her Elizabeth, backup dancer. No, 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 not J-Lo. I'm talking about oh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> I was like, Elizabeth Taylor was married to Mark Anthony too? Um, no. Oh uh, gosh, I won't it, be able to remember her husband. Richard Burton, I think. But she was, okay. they were married a couple of times throughout their careers as husband and wives to various people. But like, this is wild. This is great for pop culture too. Because- This is incredible. Like they've got the music arm, they've got the TV and movie arm. They are a power couple at its best. Did you watch the J Lo documentary Halftime on Netflix this year? That oh came my out? gosh, yes! I thought it was like, great. It was, I great. it was great. It was crazy to see what always like. Okay, I love all of these like behind the scenes of athletes, yeah. <laughs> celebrities, yes. Yes. whatever. Like Taylor Swift, and Miss Americana. Like I love watching people's process, but also just like seeing how hard they like work, work, you know, like they grind. And they, hey, sometimes works. they go to new Orleans just to go. Sometimes they'll just <laughs> no, but I'm you're not right. out here grinding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like, but see that you watch these things and you realize I, my question is then with pop culture, like how they do find time for love. How they do manage when it's that high profile of a relationship. We have like Beyonce and Jay-Z. We've seen the troubles they've gone through. I was watching last night the Lamar Odom TMZ documentary talking about how he, not documentary, it's like a (laughs) tawdry tabloid thing, but how he ran around on Chloe all those times. Mm -hmm. And you just, it's wild thinking in that pop culture eye, you can get away with so much, even when you have the lenses so on you. Right. And are seemingly extremely busy. Like you're still finding the time to do these things. Like how did JLo and Ben even find time to come back together, reconcile, take vacations, introduce their kids, plan a wedding, plan a second wedding? Like 
It's obvious. And Dun- Dunkin' and Donuts coffee fueled <laughs> all of this. They fueled And they Ben's switched year. to Starbucks. We're getting Ben with Starbucks oh, now. That I kind of upset J-Lo. And by the way, the J-Lo-ification of Ben Affleck is now in round two. Because mm-hmm. the first time, just to point out 20 years ago, I was around studying pop culture as I was a, a young man. And he was doing the movie like Daredevil at the time and stuff. And you have these pictures of pre-gen Ben Affleck and post-gen Ben Affleck where he got the tan, the fitted suit. The gelled was, hair. Oh, yeah, the gelled hair, That's the everything. biggest memory I have is his hair evolved from like Goodwill Hunting Ben to like- Like, kin- like, like Kindle with dark yes, hair. It's like Patrick Bateman hair. <laughs> well, and then what's so great is that now Ben Affleck has kind of uh, leaned into a style that, how would you, like, it's like not Western wear, but it's kind of like- it's you a know, little casual bit like man. Montana. Yeah, there's a Montana, but I'm Montana. not a cowboy. <laughs> yes, but also you can tell there still is a J Lo flair where she's like, okay, you like this look? Well, I'm gonna make you dress this look yes. every day for the rest of your life. Yeah, and we're getting like the monochrome. Like, there's like still beige tones to his aesthetic now, and I'm like, oh lord. No, How it's like he's taking off. <laughs> I will tell you embarrassingly enough, and I don't really even go out of my house that much. But Here we go. I've, I've screenshotted looks of Ben Affleck. Like if I ever get my dream body, which is probably Ben Affleck's, I would dress more like Ben Affleck. Like I've oh. actually screenshotted Ben Affleck's looks. I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm going to make you a Pinterest board of all oh, of by his the way, looks so that you can resource them anytime. That's the best use. <laughs> that is so that actually is a great idea and I I'm on day 3 now of giving up diet coke for the year oh you guys. Oh my gosh. And How are you doing? I've lost all will to live. Uh <laughs> nothing seems real anymore. My love has left me. And did you make any resolutions for 2023? Are you you seem like a somebody that would make resolutions? I I have and I did a vision board uh with yes. my girlfriend with um uh, on December 31st, like on New Year's Eve during the day. But really my main thing is to just focus more. Like you said, I can be easily distracted by (laughs) a trip or two. And like, I say yes to so many things that I'm like, I need to just focus more. You've already said yes to this too late, Lex, (laughs) by the way. Uh, But, but, but everything's so exciting. Like, you you know, to say, yeah, I say yes to everything too, but it's like, I genuinely love so many things. Me too. I remember a time when I wasn't asked to do anything. So if you're ever asked to do something, it's like a great, I wouldn't, I mean, sometimes it's a great honor, but sometimes it's like you're putting in your 10,000 hours to make yourself better at this, whatever we call what we're doing. And I love saying yes. Plot Girl Summer was an implemented, that was implemented last, like this year. Wait, that's what I was going to ask. Is that a 2022 Lex or was that 2021 Lex? That was 2022. That so what is this she, year. she created plot Last girl year. summer, which we've talked about on this show many times, <laughs> but what will 2023, what will 2023 slogan be? I don't will know. It be, I don't think anything could top that. <laughs> say yes to the best. No, say no, say, uh, no, uh, I'm not going to come up with it right now. Well, you know what? I'll put my marketing cap on after I take my podcast cap off and get, get back to you. <laughs> Okay, so we got Ben Affleck and J-Lo, the huge story of the year. That's a good one. Now, this was a shocking one. In February uh, at the Oscars, we had Will Smith not only winning Best Oscar for Best Actor, uh, but he also slapped the shit out of Chris Rock Mm -hmm. after Chris Rock did a G.I. Jane 2 joke about Will's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. What? I mean, you were watching the Oscars that night, right? Yes. 
Oh my gosh. Like, do you, that was one of the moments of 2022 that was like universe. It was like watching the white Lotus season two finale. It was like something universal that everybody collectively experienced in real time together. Like, yeah. and we and were it, all in shock. We were in shock, but also Lex, I would also postulate or put out the thing, the theory that we also were desensitized a little bit where I think we got shocked as the week went on because mm-hmm. it's something so, that is like the top award show in terms of like classiness and, you know, we're like knights and, you know, people, all sorts of like, sir, blah, it's blah, blah. It's the night of nights. Oscar. It's all of the awards, like award season leads up to that evening. And it's like we the biggest just, night. We come from a pandemic, not able to do award shows. We come, we're so violent with each other now in our actual worlds, politically, all of this stuff. And then the craziness of all of that makes it way its way on stage because Chris Rock tells what's not even a good Chris Rock joke. It's a I really know. subpar joke about supposedly Jada Smith's bald head, which turns out she has, was it alopecia? alopecia? Yes. Uh, I didn't know the struggle with alopecia, but Will Nobody Smith did. all of a sudden- I thought my TV went like dead because all of a sudden you hear, you see Will Smith going, what? The? But you keep don't, your wife's name, my wife's name my fucking out your mouth. fucking mouth. And then you see Will Smith walk up on stage and just fully handed. And you see Chris Rock making a Chris Rock face of like, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> and people thought it was a bit. Like I thought there was a time where we were like, is that a bit? Like, is that a part of the joke? People and were it laughing. wasn't. Yeah, but also it showed you then the other side of the insanity of where we're at in today's times is that you had people like, it's a conspiracy. See, there's a padding on the side of Chris Rock's face. That wasn't a real slap. That was a stage slap. And I'm like, no, that was a real slap. Like we tell ourselves lies because we can't imagine the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, one of the nicest men in Hollywood, slapping Chris Rock over a G.I. Jane joke. Right, and he did. And it was like, Also so crazy because it's like, to your point, Will Smith has been like the creme de la creme of celebrity, right? Like whether you talk about Scientology, whether you talk about him and Jada, whatever rumors are circulating, like he is a professional through and through. And it was like watching somebody on an elastic band being pulled to its like very end and snapping. Well, and I think this also takes place in 2022 as well, is that his follow-up movie, Emancipation, hit Apple TV at the very end of the year, and it was supposed to be up for Oscar consideration, and it looks like that is not going to happen. Who knows? But it also, Apple TV has a weird way of promoting, not promoting their mm-hmm. shows, but it's directed by Antoine Fuqua, a slave drama. These things usually are Oscar bait, these kind of roles. Like, it really... And you see Will coming out into public again, and I think... I don't even think he necessarily wanted to this quickly but they wanted to release this movie i'm very curious about this but you kind of see that this is going to take a minute for people to catch up with because chris rock has not accepted his apology like said it's fine but he doesn't want to talk with him yet even though will's made multiple attempts uh did you have any opinion of the jada pinkett smith will smith relationship to begin with yeah i mean there's so much i just feel like that's one of these relationships in hollywood where it's like when it, not even when it rains, it pours, but let's use that analogy because it's like, there's so many rumors about the two of them and are they in an open marriage? Do they cheat on each other? Are they solid? Are they like two separate people just living together for the brand? And it's like, 
there's too much smoke for there not to be fire. So I've always been a little bit apprehensive on the two of them. And then what almost makes it worse for me, I'm almost done, I swear. Is no, like, please. I love, I'm like, so, like chopping at the so bit. Foxy, right? Like she has red table. Red table So like standing on their soapbox, like they are the professor. And it's like, Ooh, not everything, you know, like well, you're trying and, and too you, hard. Me you have Willow, Willow much. and Jaden and Jaden tech like tweeted that night. He goes, that's how we do in this oh, family or Lord. something to that effect. And I was like, no, man, that's not how you no. do. Like, this was your you wear your- Batman costume to weddings. <laughs> he does. I point that out all the time. He, I've said that many times on this show. Jaden <laughs> wore a professional white, all white Batman suit to Kim and Kanye's wedding. And I think that's probably why they didn't last. That's a bad omen. <laughs> At all times, yeah. but Jaden, like this was the proudest moment of Will Smith's life when he, like he wanted it. He wanted yes. to win best actor. Oh, if and you we follow, knew it was coming. Well, if you follow Will Smith's acting career, it's just, it shows what hard work and perseveration really can achieve. Because if you remember those first couple episodes of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, they actually make fun of him because you can see him lip reading the other character's dialogue. Like he wouldn't oh. be able to like, he would like, li- like there's moments where he's pointed out. He's like, yeah, I'm saying uncle Phil's line right there. And you can see him mouthing it. Cause he would just memorize everything. Cause he was so nervous. And then you saw him slowly getting better and better. And then it like kind of exploded into films with men in black and like mm-hmm. independence day. And then like what a respected actor all the while being known as one of the nicer actors in Hollywood, a la Tom Hanks. But then Jada Jada is an interesting one because extremely talented, but you always get this sense that she doesn't like Will Smith. Yes. <laughs> Yet she's married to Will Smith. Like there's something bizarre there. But is that me against women saying that? Like, does that make no. me like it? You're looking just at seems... their relationship. It's not about her as an individual. It's like you're saying she doesn't, it doesn't appear like she really likes her husband. Yeah, and she, it's interesting. She, she she brought him on Red Table Talk multiple times in the past where she's made him cry, but she made him do Red Table Talk about this as well over this. And we've been dealing with this since February of this past year. So it'll be interesting to see what's to come. Listen, Hollywood loves a comeback story. Mm-hmm. I just think this was such a weird occurrence that I also don't know how it will affect Oscars to come. I think it's deflated Oscars as a brand and almost makes it. Um, how I'm curious how you put on another Oscars at this point. Yeah. I mean, I think now, well, first of all, he's like disinvited for a couple of years from the Oscars, I believe, but like this came on, like coming off of, they had just recovered from like the entanglement. Remember the entanglement? Guys, she's referring to August (laughs) Alsina, who Mm -hmm. this was the year before actually, wrote a song called Entanglement about being in a relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith. I believe August has since then come out as bisexual. I could be wrong about that. I don't want to out anybody, but I believe he came out this past year. But yeah, like they were, it was known that Jada had strayed. Uh, From maybe their it was marriage. An open relationship. Well, you know, yes, the rumor with or, him and Margot Robbie, right? Yes. And so I'm saying all of this swirl was happening They just recovered from entanglement and then Chris Rock insults his wife. And at that particular moment, he decided (laughs) on the largest stage, on the largest (laughs) stage of his whole life. When you're about to win an award. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, he still had to wait like an hour more, but until he won the award, you guys. So you had people like Tyler Perry, you had people, luminaries of TV, Mm -hmm. of film, pulling him to the side, going like, pull it together. Are you okay? And at the same time, people are trying to make sure Chris Rock's okay. Now it is just wild that this happened and that's why 
it's one of those biggest moments, not of just this year, but I think will go down oh, as one of the biggest moments yeah. of pop culture in the last hundred years. Yeah. Because you'll feel this reverberate from now on. And it shows you also, I think in a weird way, how movies coming back from the pandemic, and we'll talk about this in 2022, is that we really haven't been able to find our footing about getting back into the movie theaters, mm-hmm. unless you're a blue man like Avatar or a Marvel Black movie. Black Panther 2. Or yeah. Black Panther. But even that, these movies are supposedly not doing as well as they used to, but it almost then paints this as like, well, are movies dangerous? Is it, is it, are these things, are these people to look up to? Are these, we already point uh, a real like spotlight on pop culture and celebrity culture and the Kardashians, all, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But we always depended on movies and the Oscars is like classing up the joint of making it proud to go see something good and of substance. Right. But now we watch everything from our beds. Yes. And now it's just like, it's almost like we would obviously put these celebrities and actors and movies and content on a pedestal. You go to the theater to see it. Oh my God, these are Oscar worthy. I need to go see it before the Oscars. And now it's kind of like, well, I'll just wait for it to come out on my couch at home. And like, do I really care to go see Babylon for three hours? No. And 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 reviews <laughs> always like you know they're calling Babylon which just came out a stinker which is like who knows if it is but we take those first like reactions. Yes. I have to say I love Black Panther. I still have not gotten a chance to see Wakanda forever and I feel Me guilty too. about that. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure Disney Plus will probably have it in the next couple of weeks because mm-hmm. the release windows now have gotten so short because they're trying to make the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. We're back in the 70s, you guys, with Steven Spielberg. He created the summer blockbuster with Jaws, and Jaws played for like seven months in the movie theater. It was still the same with The Godfather. Like these movies ran for years, and it's now crazy. you you get like a two week window to make. Your money. It's like you blink and then the movie's out of the theater and you're like, what the hell is happening? Well, speaking of that, somebody that actually did uh, really kind of bring people back to the movie theaters. And he's a he's talking about a comeback story in a way. And somebody that has had a long history with Hollywood is Tom Cruise. Uh, move like biggest box office of his career with Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick. The sequel to Maverick, where they do another like sexy, not volleyball scene, but a football scene on Touch the beach. football. How did you like Miles Teller's mustache in this movie? Were you, uh, did you love this Okay, so I am going to go on record to say, (laughs) before I get into the movie, I think 2023 is really going to be the year of the mustache for men. I'm starting to see I just got rid of my mustache. I've got back to the beard. I just had a mustache and you're saying now it's the year? I think it's going to make a very strong comeback. You have Top Gun, you have like Yellowstone, all of these different influences. I swear, like the mustache <laughs> is coming back. Mark my words, people. Guys, I'm what if, it's, Lex, it's not Plot Girl Summer. It's going to be Year of the Mustache. She's going to really confuse you. This is my slogan for the, well, you start growing yours out and I'll get mine back. <laughs> and let's just really meet in the middle somewhere. But this movie, Tom Cruise- Loved. To his credit, I know, you know, Scientology and, you know, but he's part of Hollywood history for so many reasons. But this guy bet on himself. Mm -hmm. This film was finished close to three years ago and they held it or he held it. Paramount Plus wanted to release it over the pandemic on their streaming service. And Tom said, no, I refuse. That's part of my contract. You will release this in the movie theater. And I remember going, dumb move, Tom. Everybody's watching streaming, and this movie probably sucks. Turns out it didn't suck. 
turns out it was amazing. It was really good. And it was kind of this weirdly inspirational for the times we're in. I mean, it had the American and Americana thing, plus a classic movie being retold with a character that we potentially all grew up with, you know, and it, and it showcased a lot of young Mm -hmm. men and women of diverse backgrounds, actors that the first one didn't even do as well, but you know, you had Miles Teller and you had Glenn Powell and you had Jay Ellis really a who's who of young men and female. I'm trying to remember the female actress's name, but I know these and people Bill will have Bill Pullman, was Bill Pullman's son. son. Yeah. Yes. His son was uh, the one with glasses, but they all have funny, catchy nicknames. Like Honestly, Bullseye. I loved this movie. I loved going to see it in a theater. Monica Barbaro. That's who played Monica Barbaro. Um, I, went and I saw this movie alone at Universal Studios AMC always. And I was like, I cried. My feet were on the seat. I was like nervous. It was, it was a movie. Like I like, it was so good. And it was so nice to be in a theater to watch that movie. And I think there's something, there's something to be said about celebrity and pop culture where I'm I'm trying to divorce myself about my opinions on Scientology, you guys, but mm-hmm. you cannot argue that we have also grown up with Tom Cruise, just like Will Smith in a way, but even longer. Tom Cruise celebrated his 60th birthday this past year, and this man looks younger than I do. He his knees still work. I mean, just yep. like fit, like, and this guy is like he's just and he's obsessed with making movies that people want to go see he's truly obsessed he's making two mission impossibles right now back to back the first one comes out this summer so keep an eye on that on 2023 but i thought what an interesting way like we almost kind of needed this person that we've seen for so long to tell us that things are okay you're Mm -hmm. back at the movies in fact a lot of the the previews before the movie would start off with Tom Cruise going, hi, I'm Tom Cruise. Thank you so much for coming to the movie theater to share this experience with us. We made this film for you guys. And it's going to take people like him to kind of keep movies and concerts and all of these things alive um, when it's sometimes really dangerous because of health concerns and stuff like that. Um, So uh, Top Gun was a huge 2022 thing. Loved it. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. It's it's so good. It's so good. There is so many stories with the Kardashians (laughs) that I almost think they really cancel a lot of each other out. Is there anything that stands out to you? Because the Tristan stuff, I think he's cheated on Chloe every year for the last four or five years. So I don't know if that's necessarily special, but they have the Hulu show this year premiere. Of course. You had the I Pete mean, Davidson and the, you know, the Pete Davidson relationship uh, really ramp up and then also break up mm-hmm. in 2022. Yes, we had Kim wearing the Marilyn Monroe, wow, Marilyn Monroe dress to the Met Gala. Where we do have, you fall on this? Do you do you find this aspirational or do you find like this is like cosplay at a, the top scale, like the highest scale of cosplay you can do? I mean, I am very indifferent to Marilyn Monroe. Like, I don't, I maybe it's because I'm Canadian. I don't know. Like, I understand she was an icon and everything, but wearing her dress doesn't feel like that symbolic to me. What bothered me the most was her talking about how much weight she lost and then the gross exposure of like binge junk food that she had in her hotel after. And I feel like I've talked to you about this on the podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm, she had well, like the, the donuts, the, the pizza. The pizza guy. And like, she's like, like, and now I have my this favorite. Is, 
yeah, like what are you, you're promoting terrible behaviors around food for young women that look up to you and men. And like, it's just, it was not okay to me. That really, really rubbed me the wrong way. She had a quote in 2022 that kind of like upset me a little bit in that she compared herself to Christian Bale and actors like Robert De Niro and Tom Hanks, people that do the same thing for movie roles. She's like, well, this was my role. And I'm like, there is a point to be made for that. But then to what end? We're then elevating Kim to say, okay, so you're thinking of yourself as an artist or a performance artist now Mm -hmm. and not just, you know, like she's going for icon here, right? Like that's no... And I also think there's something different to be said of like Marilyn did this originally, but it was iconic because nobody was doing this. You're that's why I use the term cosplay because it's like, okay, but who is Kim? What Mm -hmm. is Kim? What is the icon Kim that nobody else has done? And that is you, that is essentially you. And to me, it used to be the fully figured body Kim that was so curvaceous and all this stuff. And now I feel like with the losing of the weight and who knows if it's because of diabetic drugs or shots. Um, but everybody has speculation and dissolving BBL. I think there's this weird sadness to it that almost her face looks starting to look set in. And I'm like, this, you know, you're, you know, if you're going to start to think of yourself as a performance artist, maybe this shape shifting, she even used the term shape shifting in season two of the Kardashians. Maybe that's something, but I, I, you know, Kardashian colloquium, who I think we both follow, yes. um, talks about this in a very intelligent way. I just sometimes wonder if there's an end destination in mind for Kim. Where does this all lead to? I don't know if there is. I don't. And that's the thing. I don't know if they know how to stop. And I just feel like last year, I don't know if it was the overexposure with the show, with the Kanye West of it all coming after Pete Davidson, him, you know, Julia Fox giving interviews to interview Mag about their date, trying on clothes. Julia Fox came in January of this past year, a year. We've only had one. I mean, we had her in Uncut Jams, of course, but the Kanye stuff started in January of this past year. You guys, Mm -hmm. we've only had her. And by the way, she's going to be on watch what happens live tonight, Wednesday night with Whitney Rose. So check that out. I think it'll be really interesting. But think about, you're right. She was writing these little, our our date was this. Everybody was buzzing in Carbone. And then we saw a TikToker's video of what was actually happening. Yes. And it was just odd. Like nobody was really talking and they were just, it was very It was fake. all very fabricated, right? And so it's like also understanding that we're breaking into this, like we're past the fourth wall now. And I just feel like with, you know, Tristan cheating on Chloe so many times with like, I don't know, Kylie and Travis and like, who is their baby? They'll show the, their, they will show their daughter. They won't show their son. Like it's just, everyone's kind of tired of them. I, for me, the highlight of Kardashians this year, cause I am admittedly like kind of over them was an the Travis wedding. Level. Yeah. So the Kravis wedding is another huge moment of 2022 mm-hmm. where they all, the family all went to Italy. I mean, weirdly enough, sponsored Corey Gamble, Corey Gamble did not uh, sponsored by Dolce and Gabbana. And it was this huge production. Now, part of me is excited for Courtney because she seems like she's genuinely going to the beat of her own drummer. And that mm-hmm. drummer is Travis Barker and away from her family more. And that's always, ex- uh, I'm proud of her weirdly for that, but it also was this culmination of just the pop culture lens being so focused on this family. And you just wonder how much can the boat, the you know figurative boat that they're in taking themselves around Italy, how much water can it hold? Because yes. we're, I, I feel like there is this crashing of a way, especially where we ended the year. And I don't want to get too into this with Kanye and the anti-Semitism, but it really, it's almost like the Will Smith stuff. These things happen. They're supposed to be joyous occasions and something so dark happens 
where it makes you recontextualize what you're enjoying Everything. completely. Like it's not funny anymore. Like the Kim shit doesn't even, you know, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't entertain me like it once did, or even make me laugh because this other darkness is just there. Exactly. And it's almost like it's an overexposure. And now it's like, we know so much and it is similar to Will Smith and Jada where it's like, we are finding more and more of your secrets out and that's okay. But it's also going against the grain of like the persona that you've painted for me. So for you to now come back and be like, oh, actually we're not perfect. Yada, yada, yada. It's like, that's fine. But also I now like there's a, a mistrust there, like a distrust almost, which maybe is going well, to be psychological, Kim, but I'm like, no, no, I love, this is what I love is that, but, but with Kim, it's interesting just because she's always presented herself as Kim or the mm -hmm. role of Kim Kardashian with somebody like Will Smith. We have to believe him as a slave uh, all these years ago. We yes. need to believe him as somebody from the future killing robots. And all of a sudden when I'm watching these movies, all I'm thinking about is like, I wonder if Jada yelled at him today. Like, I wonder right? if, like, I'm not even, I'm not even escaping, but at least with Kim and all reality shows, I guess you could say this, at least they are pretending to be themselves and we don't have to, do the magic of disbelief that we count on with actors and acting. It's like today I made a joke of, uh, we had the TMZ every January. We had it last 2022 as well. Leo DiCaprio's on a yacht with a bunch of women. We got that story again. We've gotten the same story with that yacht in January <laughs> for the last 20 years. It's death taxes and Leo on a yacht. <laughs> yeah, And no matter if he has a girlfriend or not, he's on that yacht, you guys. And I kind of like, I was like, you need to be more specific TMZ. This could be any year. This could be any like, but you know, that guy's going to be on a yacht and you know there's going to be women there but also at that time when he then watched a DiCaprio performance part of us is like really good actor but part of us is like man he likes young women he really does yeah. he's just not going to stop exactly and I almost feel like to bring it back a little bit like to Ben and Jen 20 years later like in their original Benefer 1.0 like their relationship crumbled around the paparazzi and the media and then we got Geely which was just like terrible. And it was almost like an embarrassment of riches at that point where it was like, you were so overexposed that we can't even take you seriously anymore as actors or in real life. And like, there's I something think to that's be said. happening. Yeah, there's something to be said for hiding things or, or, mm -hmm. or like, I mean, there's something to be said that Some we mystery. don't know everything. Yeah. Like, you know, the, uh, in 2022 at the end, supposedly we had the breakup of musician Phoebe Bridgers and actor... Paul Mescal from Normal People on Netflix. And supposedly, allegedly, if you follow Dumois, Bo Burnham, we've seen this in pictures, she might be dating Bo Burnham right now, or at least people have uh, firsthand accounts of them kissing in public. Now, I've been a huge Phoebe Bridgers fan since her first album, and it just, the song Funeral breaks my heart again and again. And she got engaged to Paul Mescal this year, and mm -hmm. then this happens at the end of the year, and it looks like there's a possibility that Bo Burnham left his fiance and she left uh hers as well and i'm just like whoa because bo burnham means a lot to us comedy geeks with yes. his outside netflix special and just everything that he directs he directs so many comedian specials gerard carmichael's special mm -hmm. you guys i highly recommend from this year on hbo max i'm so blanking good. on i'm blanking on the name right now it's uh uh it's his name actually but it is so good um and gerard carmichael by the way is hosting the golden globes in a couple yes weeks. What's I that special's name? It, it was like it's one of my It's just Rothaniel, Rothaniel. Rothaniel, Rothaniel. Yeah, you yes. need to watch that. But what, it, I mean, like, I know this probably, I don't know if Phoebe Bridgers is your type of music, actually. I'm not sure. Oh, what my gosh. Thinking. 
But a day you, off in Kyoto. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you do you have any opinion about this yes, relationship and this breakup? Of because course. it's like an independent uh, musician and an independent actor. I have an opinion then, on everything, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> What's your opinion on this? First of all, like I was so devastated when I first saw those rumors on Demois about Bo Burnham and Phoebe. I was like, okay, sure, it's a lookalike. I'm like, there's no way Paul and Phoebe broke up. Yeah. Absolutely devastated because I loved them as a couple. I don't know if you know this sort of like joke that circulates around on Twitter that Paul Mescal is our generation's Diana because he always runs around in the a little UK short shorts. In shorts. <laughs> and so <laughs> he is like, yes, normal people, but he's, you know, transcended normal people for me, which also if people have never watched that. They just really should watch that. Um, but I was so upset when they actually like started posting photos of Phoebe and Bo, even though I didn't want to believe side, it. Yeah. On the other side of the coin, like I love Bo Burnham and I love Phoebe still. So like, I think it's such a cool couple again, but can I truly be happy for them? Like, and you know, his fiance is the female director that directed Hustlers that J-Lo was supposed to get an Oscar nomination for, but didn't. And she's an amazing film director. And also, so it's one of those things though, that you respect. I mean, I respect Bo Burnham. I respect Phoebe Bridgers. I respect Paul, but there's part of one of those things that sometimes relationships you'll find in pop culture can either bring people to the next level, like Pete Davidson in a way they kind of Mm -hmm. raised each other up. And Pete now is in a different stratosphere with women just completely, or it can hurt them. And I wonder, or I wonder what 20, because I, this is one of those things where I'm like, damn, are they bad people? Like you almost have this weird thought. It's almost like, and I would love to get the Royals in on this conversation Mm -hmm. and, and plug your podcast because this is very Royals to me of like dirty relationships and behind the back cheating. And and I watched oh, the yes. Harry and Megan Netflix. Um, was Docu- it six series in mm-hmm. December of 2022? Um, do you think this relationship helps or hurts them? And do you think they even care because they just really like each other and they don't care what anybody thinks? I don't think that they care. And I think that maybe to like the mainstream, it might appear like it would hurt them, but I don't think it's going to hurt any of them. Like, I don't think Bo Burnham, I feel like Bo Burnham is untouchable in a sense of judgment from mainstream media. Cause he's just, his whole brand is rejecting it. And like Phoebe Bridgers is an artist. She has her fans. She's like Lana Del Rey esque energy. We're like they're gonna follow her. But forever. she brought she brought all her fans into this relationship, and they all mm-hmm. loved her with Paul. And I noticed that even because listen, I have a crush on Phoebe Bridgers, so I was always like, "Fuck Paul Mesco, man." And now I'm kind of like, "Poor Paul, I need Paul back." I like, know. I think it's gonna be do wonders for Paul. To be honest, like I think he's gonna come out. Well, winning. did you see that story today with Angelina Jolie in TMZ? Yes, where they were just, they, but they just showed daughter. the two of them, but there was actually a daughter and another gentleman there. It didn't look like a date, but I think they were trying to put it out there as a date. We also had in 2022, the rumor of Angelina Jolie with the weekend, which mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be going anywhere, but in terms of the Royals to go over there, what would yeah. you term 2022 in the year of the Royals? And how have you been approaching that with the podcast? Do you go back like decades and go through, or how do you and Sam 
put this podcast together every week? What is it like current news stories? Yeah. So right now, like we've really been focused on current stories because there has been so much with the docu-series, with the Queen's It's like Kardashian-esque. It's Kardashian-esque. There's so much circulating in the British monarchy and that kind of news that we've wanted to, there's, there's things that we weren't able to touch on because there was so much. And then what we're trying to do now is incorporate like, even over the holidays, we did a deep dive on season five of The Crown, which is like the 90s, Diana and Charles yeah, era. Yeah. But, you know, even his name week- is Dodie. His name is Dodie. <laughs> and I, we will call him, call him Dodie. Dodie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we are kind of going back now and doing some mini deep dives like we recorded today. And we talk about how. Okay, Harry's book is coming out next week. Spare, um, yeah. Spare. Like, there's a couple of uh, royal families in Denmark who the queen is now taking away the title from her son in like an interesting twist that, you know, could be thought about implemented for Prince Andrew, but that's not happening. Like, and so we go into the history of like abdication and what it means to step down or remove people's titles and uh, kind of go back through history on that. And then we will obviously cover the big topics. Like we'll definitely, I've pre-ordered the book. I'm waiting <laughs> for my Amazon. Gonna guy. learn to read just for yeah. this. No, but it's one of those Michelle and learn to read. I, Jonathan Groff, where are you? <laughs> I, th- I think this is such a brilliant idea for a show because you could be a one-stop shop for every, like, it's like something that I don't really touch, but I am starting to get more and more fascinated being uh into pop culture you kind of can't ignore the royals yeah and this harry and megan stuff like it really is interesting i watched the oprah interview during the pandemic which was in 2021 i believe mm-hmm. and it really was like wow i didn't realize all this story and then watching the netflix special just on like first look it kind of was like i don't know like i didn't dislike i i walked away going well they're definitely in love like they're yes. you, they're really in love like i do yes. i believe it 100% but i also believe like also i thought it's so complicated and i was watching that 60 minutes interview with anderson cooper and uh, about the book and i was like you know talking about him wanting his brother and his dad back and i was like well this probably ain't going to be the way to do it is talking with anderson about it but at the same time it's so complicated because his mom was Diana and what he watched her go through. Of course he would compare Megan to Diana. Of course. Oh my gosh. I know. And so that's where it gets really complicated, Ryan, because it's like, you can argue pros and cons for every single scenario within this family. And what's so fascinating about the Royals and what I did really find interesting in seeing more of Harry versus like Megan, I like, you know, I'm always going to adore Megan and no matter what she does, I'll have my judgments, but I'll also like love her. But like to see Harry come out and speak to um, the, the institution and like just how far back these rules and regulations go. Like, again, we talked about on the podcast today, King Edward, who is Queen Elizabeth's uncle who abdicated the throne to marry a twice divorced American actress sounds familiar. That was 1936. Like he was not even allowed to become King or have this random woman step in and be queen or queen consort. So like to even have Charles and Camilla now come in and be queen consort and acting as queen, like it, it it's evolved, you- but in as much as it's evolved, it hasn't. Do you think that it can survive another hundred years? Honestly, I think that the people in the monarchy are going to have to be flexible in 
updating with the times for it to survive. Yeah. I think they're going to have to get comfortable more with titles, more on titles and less on maybe taxpayer dollars. I think they're going to have to get comfortable in like redefining what they represent and how they show up in service of, you know, their country. I think it's going to have to be a lot of evolution and you see King Charles trying to start to do that now, but like it's I think for the British royals it's going to be tough. And like you said, there's just what Harry and Meghan have done that is so interesting is like they have just said like no more behind closed doors. Like we're putting this out in the open for our mental health, for your mental health, for like lack of the British media's ability to, you know, create stories and narratives like no more of this. Like if you're talking, we're talking back. And I think that's going to be tough, but I also think it could be a huge asset. It is. I just think there's something about wanting to escape. And this is what this is why you've got to subscribe to this pod. Uh, and it comes out, you said every Thursday, right? Every, every Thursday, Thursday. Yeah. Because this is to me fascinating. Cause then when you bring this idea in of escaping this, escaping this, all these traditions and these like like all of this ruling, but then you still want to be in the public eye or you still need to be in the public eye yes. to make money. That's where I think some of the weird feelings come into play because it's it's one thing if you're just escaping to live a quiet, secluded life with your family in the woods, but you're wanting to be, you know, the Netflix specials and mm-hmm. do get your coin, get everything, get everything that you're worth. But I think sometimes that's where the blowback is. And it's so hard to hear people that um like I like Harry and Meghan, but to hear them speak ill of a family member like the Daily Mail, you know, people, a place where I get my uh, entertainment <laughs> news morning, noon, and night. And they, I mean, but you see what like the Daily Mail, I mean, legitimately is a piece of shit. I mean, yes, but it's still, we all uh, read it in but this it's like, industry. Yes, it's like every, I'll refresh that thing every hour. But of course, like I, like, even when this came out in December, you guys, you read all the negative articles, bam, 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 mm-hmm. bam, about how horrible Harry and Meghan are, but you realize this is completely, they are against them. You have to remember that where you're reading anything from. Yes. And you will, the, the biggest argument, there's two things that were interesting um, th- that came out of that docuseries in relation to the royal family in real life. And like in season five of The Crown, they talked about how Diana was like, their biggest asset. There's like the prime minister giving this like speech or monologue talking about how like she's their biggest asset to modernizing the royal family at that time. And there's this discussion and the similarity comes into play because when Harry and Meghan first got together, the public adored her. The media adored her. And then she started superseding more senior royals, Cough, Wills, and Kate Cough, in public adoration and attention. And that's where we started to see the narrative change on them. And then they were ultimately used as a scapegoat. But like, for as much as I want to peg Harry and Meghan, I'm like, you guys got to stop talking about this now after the docuseries, the book. Like, What's time to like, you have a, you have a king now you have a king, you have a king in waiting. You also have like, so there is other things to focus on. Will your podcast focus on my number one issue with the Royals is that uh, King Charles's big old hamburger helper hands. They're just all swollen up. Do you guys talk about like something's going like big old sausage fingers and they do, it looks like the hamburger helper man. I need uh, to look the at these pictures. Oh wait, my you've gosh. Never, wait, you guys have never talked about his tans no, yet? No, not uh, at wait, all. Wait, just look up what, I just want to get a real quick facial. Look up Prince Charles hands. Oh and gosh. I, are you, Prince. are you crapping me? I'm dead serious. Prince Charles hands. It'll come no! right up. Yes. 
It's like a New York City Macy's Day parade float. It is. They're huge. Ew, like little awesome. Vienna sausages. Look at those. That would feed a family of eight for years. Like that is not. They're like huge phalanges. <laughs> this is. Well, did I just break news to you? Did I break Royals <laughs> news? How do you not know this? I had no idea. This isn't Photoshop. <laughs> this is no, real. Wait, look at every photo. They're the same. This is not new. This has oh, been forever. Oh my God. You guys look up Prince Charles' hands or King Charles' hands, whatever you want, no. but he's got some hand issues. No, this is something else. <laughs> um, oh, okay, moving on, because uh, oh, there's just too much. This okay. is just a positive one. Rihanna's baby. Are we I pro know. or are we pro or con Rihanna's baby? We like this baby or no? Pro. Pro. Okay, we okay. love this so baby. Rihanna's baby. But pro. I also loved that pregnancy announcement. I love that they made it unique and fucking cool. How would you describe that pregnancy announcement? Fucking cool. Just fucking Rihanna. Cool. So kind of like Beyonce when she did the whole photo shoot yes. for the yeah. Yeah. No, it was but Rihanna. Better. And we're <laughs> Oh, wow. Better. You think it's better than Beyonce's? I th that is the most Rihanna outfit for the most Rihanna baby announcement for the most Rihanna photo shoot you could have. I fucking loved it. Yeah. Well, 2023 is going to be huge for Rihanna because we see her at the Super Bowl performing mm -hmm. in the halftime show, which she had a Wakanda Forever song, uh, which she was like, uh, that was just a very different type of song. You're going to get new music other than that for me. Yes. So I'll be curious to hear that. She also doesn't need us or any of us. Or she no. doesn't need to do music. Fenty is a billion dollar brand. Good for her. Um, but moving on to that, we finally had a new album from Beyonce, Renaissance, which is the and this is the album that everybody celebrates. We're waiting for the tour announcement. Um, We're waiting for the visuals still. Visuals. But she also <laughs> says this is one of three Yes. albums that will be part of renaissance the tour announcement is supposed to be coming any day now but i will say very smart because she got out of taylor swift's way who finally announced her long overdue concert after Eras tour three new albums being released eras are you one of the lucky ones that got tickets okay so i was not but Want to talk about internet people being real you ones? son of a okay? bitch. She did this with the, was it Bad Bunny Con or what was it? Uh, Maluma Land. Maluma Land. She did, you no, did, this uh, is not, I, I do not have free tickets, but Kelly Laguna Biatch. She, I love Kelly. We love Kelly. Kelly's she awesome. got tickets and she wrote me and was like, if you want to come to New York, one of these tickets has your name on it. And I was like, yes. Is that You're not saying, a real if one? If I beat you to New York, there yes. is a chance that I. Yes. And you know what's so good? I had Kelly on the day I we talked about her getting tickets, and little did I know that she was going to take you, or I would have started bad mouthing you that day yep. on yep. that podcast. But congratulations uh, to be able to go to the Eras tour. That's uh, I huge. am so excited, and it's funny because I did not realize I was a Swifty until. Back in 2020, one of the first times I recorded as a guest for Kelly with Laguna Biatch, we were talking about Taylor Swift and I like knew all of this stuff about Taylor Swift. And she's like, bitch, you're a Swifty. <laughs> oh. Wow. Did you come out as a Swifty to your family yet? Like, has it uh... <laughs> to everybody? Swifties well, assemble. I need to know everything. It's interesting. All the time. You know, if you compare Kanye and Taylor because of like, of course, the mm -hmm. award show, the BMAs, all of this stuff, you know, you see that they have wildly gone separate ways since then. And Taylor is on one of the hottest streaks of 
any artist of all times. Like she yes. can't seem to do wrong. I will say say it was a little. I will say one negative thing is that I don't think she needed to sell four different types of the Midnight's album, so it created a clock. A clock on the background. Yeah. I was like, that's a little bit because you know these people. Like my guy, my buddy Matt was like, yo, you know, if you buy four of these, it comes a clock. And I'm like, Matt, did you buy four of those? He goes, no. And then his wife's Please. like, yeah. And I, <laughs> I was oh like, my you don't god! I know, time. and you know, all the little young teen and tween Gen Z Swifties are out there. Even the millennials buying those at Target, fourteen ninety nine a piece, probably. I don't know the cost of CD. Oh no, we don't even have CD players anymore. No, like it's like, but like this is, and also this is one of the first years, twenty twenty two, that vinyl has surpassed CD sales uh, overall, which is just wild to Whoa. think about. Vinyl has come back and Taylor Swift is a huge part of that. Uh, Taylor Swift is one of the number one vinyl sellers of this year, if not the number one. Um, and she's one of those people that makes people go out and buy vinyl because it's kind of cool. But Ticketmaster got into a lot of trouble yes. due to this sale. Like it, it, we couldn't, get, none of us barely got tickets. It was and like jumping they, through hoops. They screwed up. And because of Taylor, Ticketmaster, you know, they're going to deal with legislation because they, mm -hmm. you know, unless you work for them and then I love you guys and you should talk to me to get free tickets. But Ticketmaster and Live Nation, you know, it's almost like this monopoly where one owns the venues and one owns the ticketing mm -hmm. service. And together they create this monopoly that really screws the fans and gives it to secondary markets where they can up tick up mark the tickets by like a thousand percent. And they own those too. Like doesn't Ticketmaster own like SeatGeek or whatever? So it's like well, something because reseller, but it's like still them. Yeah, or exactly. Hub or something. Yeah, it's, so, it's 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 something where it's like immediately you're paying. Like somebody yes. said, somebody that like a, showing like a forty thousand dollar ticket on like the floor for a Taylor Swift concert, and like Insanity. how do we get? They call it dynamic pricing, I believe. But uh, Bruce Springsteen had it happen with his tour this year as well. Um, let's see here. Elizabeth Holmes was convicted convicted January third of twenty twenty two, and she has been sentenced. So that's been a year. But we also had amazing TV with her story on Hulu with the dropout. What did Incredible. you think of the dropout? I loved Amanda Seyfried in this. It Amazing. was not, it was like a slow start for me. It took me a while to get into it, but then like, again, it was one of those things that like, I not only enjoyed the show and I loved the acting and I loved the gentleman who played her like partner, the guy who is yeah, the dude Saeed from Lost. Unlost. He was, he was <laughs> unlost, and he like and, and that one scene with her dancing. I'm like, oh, had a love. Yeah, but, like I loved <laughs> the buildup of this show and watching her like break down. Um, she was so good in it, but it was like a slow burn for me. But then what also made me really enjoy it was the internet discourse around it. Oh, it's it's one of those things. That's what I love about pop culture and the internet is when we mm -hmm. come together to like something, we really do it. We really yes. pull all the stops out. And that's really, you know, you, 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 you li things live or die now because of the internet, obviously that's Agreed. not a new statement, but this I would love because it really made this show, Amanda, what a great performance, but it also made the show really, really insanely popular so much show so that they were doing a movie version of this with Jennifer Lawrence, with Adam McKay, the guy behind yeah. Succession and also an amazing director. And she dropped out of the film because she said, I can't do it better than that. Yeah. And I was like, it made me love Jennifer Lawrence even more than her loving housewives. I love that too. But I was like, <laughs> good for her because like you'd see that role and you're like, oh, we, we're going to see the movie version of this. We already yeah. spent 12 episodes with this version. That's amazing. And I like the self-awareness of J-Law where she's just like, 
No, like we've seen it, but also we've seen it well. So I'm out. I'm not going to try and do this. I think that's so powerful. That's such a cool thing. And usually this, I think, shows that things are moving in a really good direction for women, especially where they are making these moves and like going, I'm not going to compete against another woman like that. No, it doesn't need to be done. Um, Now, this is a a sensitive topic, and I really don't know where where we go with this because there's so many rumors towards the end of the year. But we, a huge year for Britney Spears. She got her conservatorship Mm -hmm. removed. And she also got married. Yes. Uh, her marriage was attended by Madonna, Selena Gomez, a who's who, Paris the best Hilton. and brightest of CAA. <laughs> but there, you know, unfortunately, there is still so much mystery surrounding Britney Spears and freedom. You get to have mystery. That's not us for yes. us, for us to judge. But it is weird. I don't really don't know her husband, Sam Ascari or Ashkar. I don't I don't know if he's Ascari. good or bad. I, I'm so confused at the end of the year. And I think this is part of the reason they, you know, that got her in this place in the first place is us kind of speculating, but it's hard not to speculate when you're one of the biggest pop stars of all time. I know. And I think like, I've honestly had to remove myself from consuming the Britney conversation because it's like really sad. And I know, um, there was like a ton of speculation. Prez Hilton made some video being like, guys, it's bad. It's bad. And she goes, and nobody's right. ever guessed. She goes, nobody's ever guessed yeah. what it is yet. But I have a source that told me in Dumois. And I'm like, okay, this is just not the type of shit we should be throwing around. But I understand that it happens. Um, but I just, I really hope that whatever is happening, like, I just want good people around her. And I still don't feel sure of that. Like, I want to believe that Sam is a good person, but you just never know people's intentions. Like, I'm, I'm worried. I thought when Perez Hilton made that video that she had passed away and people weren't talking about it. And then we saw her like post the random Instagram with Jamie Lynn. Yeah. But see, guys, this is this is why, like, I'm such an idiot that like I'm like the the Internet discourse allows sometimes for really smart discourse, but also allows for the stupidest where like I'm like, wait a sec. Like literally I was reading and almost believing I was like. Britney's got a clone. They cloned Britney. That's a robot Britney. I knew it. And you'll believe the, the stupidest things because you're in bed at two in the morning and you've had too much wine over the holidays with your mom and you're going there. I know it's a robot. I know it's a robot. Yes. I get in the, and like, that's like, so me, this dude that graduated from the Harvard of the West, Arizona State University, all of a sudden is like, I got it figured out. It's a robot. Never worked in tech in my life. And I'm sitting there going, and then the next morning you're like, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, what? Like, you believe that was a robot? You idiot. Yeah. And I just hope all things well for her. I don't know. I, I, I know. I, guess, I don't know. And I don't yeah. have any place or foundation of comfort to make a prediction or an educated opinion on what's happening. Now I am having dinner. Do you know Jared lips? Like he's yes. I love Jared about, lips. Yeah. I'm Jared having lips dinner come, with yeah. him tomorrow. So I will try oh, and said, get some up? info. I will. Yeah. And Jared, by the way, is he's been on the show many times and part of the really free Britney movement. Yeah. I should have him back on the show actually. Now that I think about it, because yes. I want to do it in a really respectful way, but I don't know how to talk about it. Like in these stories, talk to um, him for sure. Okay, so this also was the year of the divorce getting together. We have Tom Brady and Giselle's divorce. Oh, I know. Uh, we have Amy Robach and TJ Holmes divorcing their separate partners, um, Good Morning America, and coming yeah. together as a couple. And it seems like they're still together, yet they are they're still in off Miami. air. They're in yeah, Miami. Still no, so off you, air. Think, you think still this is a sexy that. couple. You love this. This is a sexy couple. And this is like low stakes, 
There's not a ton of like- Not to Andrew Shu, not to their, their, their exes. But like, this is just your standard affair, okay? There's no <laughs> misogyny. There's no like racism. There's no sexism, like anti-Semitism. Like it was just your clean cut affair. Yes, yeah. By the way, this is, it almost is your purebred affair. It's like, there's, so sad there's not the Balenciaga child abuse. This is just Correct. an affair. This is just, this is just people cheating on their spouses. Yes, people cheating it's on refreshing. Their spouse. Yes, there's two good looking the people. Of marriage. <laughs> two good looking people on air. And I'm like, I want, let them back on air. I want to see them. I want to see them flirty. I want to see them mad at each other. I want to see, it'll make me tune in to see if they like each other that day or not, you know? Yeah, I want more. I want okay. them back. We also had the relationship that lasted most of the year with Don't Worry Darlings, Olivia Wilde, director, and this guy, Harry Styles, that used to be in a boy band. And now I think he has a solo <laughs> career. I'm not sure. I think so. They were in this movie that she directed, Don't Worry Darling, where we had the reception at Cannes where uh, supposedly Florence Pugh, that's the star of that movie, is not talking to Olivia Wilde or Harry Styles. It was very odd. They didn't acknowledge each other as a couple. They you guys, today's podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Rocket Money. Now, Rocket Money is a product that I actually use. I talked about it last week as well, and I'm so psyched that they are back with us again this week. Now, you are in a new year, and you got to have goals in your new year. And a lot of people's new goals, myself included, is to manage my money better, to have an actual budget to budget better, to save money. And that is where Rocket Money comes in handy. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80%, this is actually fascinating, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. I do this all the time. Like, you know, a streaming service you bought to watch just one show on, and that free trial that you forgot to, uh, you forgot to cancel so they keep charging you and you just don't know about it. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones that you don't want. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Guys, that's as far as my brain works, just clicking buttons, and that's why Rocket Money is so dang easy. Um, simply find the subscription you don't want, and all you have to do is press cancel. And then Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Get this, over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, and it saves the average person up to $720 a year. Now, they help me cancel uh, my entertainment weekly, which actually even went out of business. They uh, helped me cancel, well, they reminded me that I have True TV, which I signed up for to interview a guest. They reminded me that I have Disney Plus. It really goes through and it makes you think about each thing that you have and if you like it and need it in your life still. So it's so useful. Um, it's one of those things that you're going to be shocked about how many things that you didn't know you have. 
In fact, I have so many like editing, well, like, cause I make all of the memes, you guys. And so there's all of these like uh, things that I'll pay like five bucks a month to help. Like, like there's like meme maker or um, like things that'll like frametastic and all of these apps, but they cost money. And then I forget that I sign up for them and that I'm paying th for them on a monthly basis. And so this is so easy. It lays it out right there for you on an app. Um, so far, I've saved a couple hundred bucks and I'm hoping to save a lot more this year. So stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash so bad. That's rocketmoney.com slash so bad. Rocketmoney.com slash so bad. That'll also be in the show description as well. But always just go check it out. Just click on it. See if it's something worthwhile to you. But I know on this one, it actually very much is. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. There, very professional. But mm -hmm. um, then we got the breakup. They broke up before 2023. Your thoughts? I mean, okay, wait, it was Venice Film Fest, right? Venice Film, I'm sorry, sorry. Spit Gates, sorry, sorry, Venice Film. Everything. Venice yes. Film Fest, yeah, where, where he might have spit on Chris, Chris Pine. Pine Chris Pine, disassociated during the press tour. Florence Pugh, Miss Flo walked in in her beautiful Valentino purple. Um, okay, my thoughts. This, again, was like one of the most delicious. Yeah dishes yeah. of pop culture for me yeah. in 2020 because again was nice. it was one of those things that took over everything and everybody was talking Jason about Sudeikis it. involved Jason as Sudeikis, well the salad dressing hot off Ted Lasso from the nanny yes yeah see Jason's the, drunk and miserable yeah like there was so many intricate details to this that it was so wild but like in terms of their actual relationship like I feel sad in the sense that I think all of that kind of culminated in them having to break things off, but I think they genuinely were into each other. Like oh, yeah, they I don't seemed think this was really. Oh, 
listen, Chill she's together. She's given her secret salad re- recipe, yeah. making it and then taking it from her house with Jason, who allegedly they might have potentially lied about, like where she said she was in a COVID bubble directing the movie and then went off and was hooking up with Harry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even though they said they were already broken up, maybe they weren't, it was alleged in these text messages. And Jason Sudeikis laid down in front of her car to get her from leaving. Has any guy ever laid or girl laid down in, in front of a car for you? No, come over. That's 20. That's by 2023. <laughs> you guys, the year of stopping left. Car girl summer. That's right. We're going to figure it out. This, we only got like 20 more minutes, but we got to figure it out before we stop this. Um, okay. So that was a huge story. I don't huge. know. Do we speculate on who Harry Styles will date next? And where does Olivia Wilde go from here? And where does Jason Sudeikis go from here? Like, I feel like Olivia and Jason are in the dust and Harry's like a superstar. So it could be anybody. I mean, I actually beg to differ. I don't know what is in her salad dressing or in her shampoo, but like Olivia Wilde, you've dated, you've married an Italian prince. You've dated oh, yeah, about Ted that. Lasso and Harry Styles. Like, girl, you're on the OC. You, you are the Pete Davidson of female celebrities, in my opinion. Olivia Wilde's like, got the biggest vagina out there. Yes, Just like BVE. Pete's got the biggest dong out there. Like they, BVE. she's got something. She's her got salad, something. <laughs> her salad dressing brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> maybe a girl. Maybe Olivia Wilde. Maybe. Could, I, I think, don't know. I don't um, know if that's her business, but I think Harry's going to be fine. Oh I yeah, know I think Harry's Harry gonna be more than fine. Is gonna date next? That's such a good question. I thought Kim Kardashian like- just because, because I don't think it anymore. But for a second, I was like Emily Rudzikowski when that happened with Pete Davidson before the new mm. year. I was like, damn, he just threw down hard. Like, and not in terms of fame, but it's just in terms of what she represents to oh somebody like gosh. Kim Kardashian. So I was like, Kim needs to think outside the box. If she goes another rapper, we won't give a shit. If she goes with a sports player, we won't give a shit. If she goes with a politician, maybe, but we hate politics. But if she would be able to pull Harry Styles, a younger man, he he mm-hmm. likes older women, she yeah. pulls that and people were like, well, no, he dated Kendall once. And I'm like, Kim don't care. Kim doesn't care if he dated Kendall. That would have really been something, but I think the time has passed. I was thinking Kim could date Michael B. Jordan. Oh, I would get, love that. Because the Lori Harvey breakup happened this year with uh-huh. Michael B. Jordan, and that could get them both, both that have been dumped by their respective exes together. They could come together and create a new, uh, a new partnership. I love, like my visuals just went to like the two of them frolicking (laughs) somewhere in Turks and Caicos and like their wet, (laughs) half naked bodies. Chris Jenner, Chris Jenner saying, hey, Michael, what's going on, Michael? What's going on? Him smoking a cigar. Like, (laughs) wow. I am so here for that coupling. Uh, I thought of that today and I was like, this was really great. Um, Okay. The Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, which is another really dark time for pop culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, The ruling was again. Against Amber Heard, and she has since settled for one million dollars through her insurance company, I believe, releasing a statement saying this does not admit my guilt, but I realize I will not. Uh, I do not believe in the justice system anymore, and I just want to get this over with and back to whatever mm-hmm. life I have left. Now, this is really hard because I, you know this trial was so pop culture obsessive and we really turned against each other and shows how much we fight against each other still, but also the gender politics gets into play too. Did you have a lot of really, really strong opinions or did you steer away from this this year? I steered away from opinions on this because I didn't know a ton of the history. But again, what I found so interesting was like, 
like I was turning the TV on watching this on YouTube while I was working every single day. I was watching like talk of shame, all of her recaps, lives. Like I was invested in terms of trying to understand the, he said, she said of it all. And I feel like we haven't had a trial like that. Like my mom was saying since like OJ Simpson, if you will, like, Oh, oh, completely captured the generation. Like we would morning, noon and night be watching this. And also it shows you when movies actually really meant something, Johnny Depp made a lot of them that really, really stuck in people's hearts and minds. And, you know, we want to, we want people to be our heroes. It's like, like the Will Smith and stuff. So when you hear even those text messages, cause you heard bad things from both sides, but also that saying it's confusing. And especially as we ended the year with 2022 of Megan, the stallion winning in her court case against Tory Lanez, Tory Lanez going to jail. And, you know, I was talking on the podcast this week is that, you know, his, his, um, you know, one of his voice recordings from Megan's assistant got released pretty yeah. much admitting that he did this. And we still put Megan the stallion through all of this, all this social media bullshit, um, you know, all of this. And, and it, it's, you know, it, it doesn't seem like there was a lot of winners in that relationship, but it no. was really wild, the discourse around it. And I think like with Johnny and Amber Heard, that's the thing. It's like you, there were no winners in that scenario. And like, you know, they really tried to vilify him in the beginning. And then through a lot of this testimony, they were vilifying her. And like, again, both of them were in the wrong many, many times in like recapping all of that stuff. And then again, to your point of men and women, it's like we were objectifying his lawyer and like being like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. They should date. And we're romanticizing them as a couple. Like, oh, I know. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like so insane. Camille, we made stars out of lawyers. Camille yes. Vasquez, yes. our ability in 2022, I think really highlighted who will make celebrities of anybody these days. Yes. We will make, and we will, we will make you that you're sleeping with each other. We're like, I'm like, we're even doing it with lawyers. We're making lawyers here. Yes. You guys, we went from reality stars to lawyers because it's another thing that they're on TV. So they must be famous. But the whole thing kind of left me with this insanely bad taste in my mouth. And I'm a white dude. Like, you know, if it leaves a bad taste in my mouth, imagine what it leaves for you it's guys, real bad. you know, like for like women out there. And I'm not saying Amber Heard is completely innocent of every, like it obviously, yes, in those texts, of course. but the behavior on both sides, it just seems abhorrent for so many reasons, but it is interesting. Also our court system, how that has now just so been in our pop culture eye. I think, you know, it's just like pop culture doesn't end at celebrity anymore. We now go into law, we go into crime, we go into the Royals. It's all going to sports. It's fair play now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What what is sports? (laughs) What is this sports? We go into F think about how many F1 uh, drivers were featured on Demois this year. Think about all of the tennis players. Oh yeah. You love that F1 reality show. Didn't you? Uh, I remember. And they're coming out with a, a tennis one is coming out. I think it's next week. Breakpoint. Um, ah. uh, and by the way, you guys, just so you know, we're not touching really reality shows. This one, I will do that as another one. I would invite Lex back, but I've already killed her uh, with this. But <laughs> it, there is a whole separate reality show of 2022 as well. Uh, as we start winding down, I want to hit you with a big one. Adam Levine's DMs. Adam Levine, this love has taken its toll. Somebody with California tattooed over their belly. (laughs) This man's DMs get released from an Instagram model that he says, hey, we're both hot. We should hook up. And his wife, this uh, Bahati, 
mm-hmm. this uh, this Victoria's Secret model who's pregnant currently with his next child. They've been married for a while. What was your take on this whole thing? Because it just was so cringe after cringe. This for me was the most embarrassing moment for any celebrity in 2022. Like really this, this wins. And and only because we saw those texts and how fast people were on top of it. Like, what was it like? That body of yours is yeah. absurd. I may need to see that booty. Fuck. Like, it was just like, it was like but also my 21 year old boyfriend in college would be <laughs> MSN messengering me. <laughs> and when he, he's like cheated on me. And then on top of it, he's asking Sumner if he can use her name for his unborn <laughs> child. This all like started, Adam. this came to fruition because she made it after Adam Levine asked if I can use your name for our child. Cause we love it so much after not talking to her for months, she made a TikTok video. TikTok, of course, being the app that will probably end the world at some point. She made this video that went viral and kind of broke. And then other girls came forward. I also just love what what really did it for me was Adam Levine's insane confidence. Because in these text messages, all of them would be like, you're hot. I'm hot, too. Like, yes. he would always say, I'm really good looking as well. Two hot people should be together. And you want to talk about being like a white man in America, like the audacity of Adam Levine. Like, I understand you're famous. Sure. And like, you're very famous if that, but like, sir, holy how does this cannoli. Man, how does this man ever sing the song telephone again? Like it's like a romantic he, like, step song outside confidently after this has all well, been exposed. See, I can't I don't believe think- it. Well, the mo- the weirder part of this pop culture wise is that he did stand step out with his wife multiple times on the beach. She seems like she's okay with this. Now yes. you say they could have an open relationship. This isn't your business, but okay, fine. They have an open relationship. He's still creepy as fuck in DMs. Like he's still creepy as hell. This girl who I had like you know um, I knew her through a third party. Uh, um, the, the girl that Sumner. <laughs> You know, like he actually put her up in a place to stay for a while. Like he actually, this was an actual relationship. This was more than just like casual flirtation. This was actually a relationship. And you're just like, damn, dude, like, damn. Yeah. It's like the, the audacity of Adam Levine is something I hope, you know, maybe 2023 is the year that you and I try to channel some of that confidence and some of that energy. I can't, As we think dude, about, I can't do it. Maybe I it's try just to be, the summer dude, of Adam I, Levine. That's uh, our mojo. Forget Pop yes, Girl Summer. Yes, it's yes. Adam Levine Summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy in the DM summer, baby. Let's go. But it really is. It shows. Uh, the, Maroon 5 uh, announced also a Las Vegas residency, residency like a month and a half after this, which you know they had been planning for a long time, mm-hmm. which is just like really bad timing. Because like I think it's kind of, to use a 2021 uh, word, chuggy. Is that, is that yes. what it was? The chewy, it's chewy to actually like see Maroon 5 now. It gives me like, yes. ugh. It was already not Their elevator amazing. music. Yeah. Um, also. Uh, Wait, I got to I- say, I think I got it. What? I think we're going to call it the Sumner of Adam Levine. <laughs> 
whatever, whatever they do name that baby though, I'm going to get into Adam's DMs and say, can I name my baby that baby's name? Cause it's so beautiful. <laughs> Speaking of babies, Nick Cannon had his billionth kid this year in 2022. Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. actually did have, I think uh, a kid in his last one was had December 21st. Uh, there was multiple kids. It's not even, but it really, he then gives these interviews where he's like, uh, it's really tiring going to all these people's house for Christmas. And like, why didn't you think of that when you didn't wear a condom in the first place? You like, dumb. What is the purpose? Like, what is, what was the reason for having you're gonna all be, of these kids? You're going to be tired the rest of your life. You're not like poor Mariah Carey's kids are always going to get hit up for money from yep. their step, step mm-hmm. siblings, Half brother and sisters. Bullshit. And like this Nick Cannon, I'm not for big government, but I am for the government stepping in and getting this guy like, what's uh, what's it? not vaccination, but let's sniff A vasectomy? Let's, vasectomy, yes. <laughs> Tell him he's going in for a vaccine. Give him a vasectomy. Say I got Please, the wrong Please make him the spokesperson of male birth <laughs> control. Please. I'm, I'm, by the way, <laughs> I... I you may know me. My name's Nick Cannon. I'm from 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 MTV's Wild and Out, and also having a million babies. When I don't want to have a baby or can't afford one anymore, I use male contraception. Um, also, uh, Stranger Things came out this year on Netflix, making the Kate Bush hit from yes. 1985, Running Up That Hill, a hit again. And she has been a millionaire this year alone, just from the residuals on that song in 2022. So congratulations to Kate Bush. Were you a Stranger Things head? It. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, yeah, I loved season it. Season broke it. me. Broke me. I know. How long do we have to wait till the next season? Um, Who knows? Probably okay. Also, decade. can you, can you, do you know what the sound of this is? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> that of course is Miranda getting finger banged by no! Chico Diaz in, and just like that, the return of sex in the city triumphantly returned to HBO in January, <laughs> December of last year. But we really saw the <laughs> The big episodes in 2023. So that was a huge, and they're filming the second season right now. And Jay Diaz returns. That's where this meme came from. Yes. This meme. In the kitchen. And poor Carrie's wetting herself in bed. Cause she just had us and she asked her friend to come take care of her Miranda. And this Miranda leaves Steve. Like I got one ball, Miranda. I love you. And it's just, what did you think of? And just like that. Okay. Real talk, yeah. I didn't finish it. Oh, shit. I will try to finish it as the second season looms, but I just there was so much change that like I had a hard time adjusting to all of these new characters. And like, you can't, just, you, 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 you need to judge it kind of by itself and not compare it to I the know. original series. And that's what it's it so hard. Boring, though. And I already saw in the second season, I saw them. Uh, filming uh, People magazine had a paparazzi photo of one of the side characters, I think her Iranian friend who was gorgeous, but she was being mugged in daylight. And I'm like, oh no, they're going to do, they're going to do post-pandemic muggings daylight for like watches and purses. Cause they handled like every issue. They handled trans, uh, they handled all, I mean, and they handled them you know, well, but yes. they put them all in one season. So it's so hard for a show that we love so much to carry the weight of all of these social um, issues. When we originally, it was like, we wanted Sam to be like, I I got banged six ways from Sunday last exactly. night, you know? It was like extremely, what's so interesting with, is it Darren Star? Like it was extremely yeah. woke with, and just like that, almost to the point where it was like too woke. And then we got Emily in Paris, which is like, 
so fluffy. <laughs> and I'm like, it's, what's the happy middle, Darren? And the Can happy middle is, is the happy middle is Dahmer on Netflix. We actually made <laughs> Dahmer one of the most streamed shows of 2022. I'm not joking. And I found it like uh-huh. so upsetting because I could only get like two and a half episodes. I in couldn't watch I, it. It was so dark. And we made that one of the number one streaming shows so much so that they're going to do another one. And of course, coming on the heels of the Idaho murder, you start thinking like, please just leave this alone, Ryan Murphy. I don't want to watch this kind of darkness when it comes. Don't let's mm-hmm. not make these people celebrities like we did Johnny Depp's lawyers. Um, so Ezra Miller, also a lot of drama with Ezra Miller this year. We'll see if The Flash actually ever comes out, but big shakeups over at DC. They're going in a completely different direction with all of their superhero movies. But the Ezra Miller thing, why do they fire Superman and all that? But Ezra, who they have been arrested so many times in Hawaii in different locations, so many really weird stories came out about them, yet they keep Ezra. And they must just really have spent so much money on The Flash. They scrapped Batgirl, a $90 million movie for yes. HBO Max with a female lead with Michael Keaton in it as well. But they keep Ezra's The Flash. And yes. I just don't know what the deal is behind the scenes there. There's got to be something going on there as a reason why they cannot let them go. Like, you let Henry Cavill go as Superman because of alleged like work ethic or an addiction to video games or something of that yeah. nature. By the like, way, that's like, I was reading the Dumois thing of like, he had a real, a real addiction to video games. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And like, and I'm like, that's like a reason to let somebody go, but then you're not letting Ezra Miller go when they are actually, they should actually be let go and be put into some type of like, help or care mental health facility yes. and actually they have actual issues that should be attended to yes. and when they're harming other people i think you shouldn't then be leading a tentpole film just because it costs 200 200 million dollars to make vet your actors better like it's the yeah. like same with reality shows vet your like vet your jen shaw's better like it shouldn't mm-hmm. come to a point where we're watching somebody get sentenced on january 6th where it comes this far because you should have done your due diligence you want drama but you don't want this kind of drama i would think yeah. Um, how much buckle fat have you had removed this year, Lex, as we wind? It was, we're, we're so almost out of time, but buckle fat, have we had any removed yet? Uh, no, I like my chipmunk cheeks right where okay. they are, round face. But I will tell you, I have like an issue with like my jaw clenching Uh-oh. when I sleep. One of those so, jaw excuses. Yeah, so I have, I have to get massive subject. amounts of... Um, so I did so, last So week. I got my boobs enlarged and it's helped me. No, sleep I got better at night. Botox in. Oh, for TMJ. It actually, yeah. And my old roommate, my old roommate did that too. It, uh, the to greatest the, feeling yeah. in the world. It's changed my, it hasn't even been a week. It's changed my life. Like I don't wake up with my jaw super clenched it's bizarre i wish imagine I what it, it could do for your forehead like imagine <laughs> like you imagine what it could do if it could do you that know for what? your jaw she said that i actually didn't need botox anywhere else you don't that, that was a complete joke fun. it's just because buckle fat <laughs> is turned out to be the 2022's hollywood best kept secret Disgusting. for chiseled cheekbones and you're seeing everybody do this and it's just so gross to think that there is some pool of buckle fat in los angeles but it that you're doesn't gonna slip look on. good no it, it looks like you're like look haunted good 
Yes. It looks completely gross. Uh, Bella Hadid walks runway in a sprayed on dress, which is a big uh, pop culture moment mm-hmm. in terms of fashion. Of course, Balenciaga, that is a whole mess that I don't want to get into, yeah. but it is interesting. Um, we'll see what happens in 2023 with them as a fashion house, but I don't think there's any place for, t- I, call me crazy, but I, I knew right away that that shouldn't have been a, a campaign with little, with kids holding but you teddy know bears what? and harnesses. Like, seriously, these fashion houses, it takes one collection for people to forget. Like, again, let's look at Dolce and Gabbana as an example. The entire Kravis wedding basically sponsored by that. So true. People and they forget had- all of the history of their, you know, I Will Smith is counting on it. Yeah. Yes. No, um, yes. <laughs> uh, did you have, and finally, uh, Ned from the Try Guys. The Try Guys uh, had a cheating scandal. The Try Guys are a popular YouTube group that I was not even aware of Me until too. there was a cheating scandal with Ned. There's a guy <laughs> named Ned, and these guys turn out to be one of the, the, the biggest stars of YouTube. And there was a mm-hmm. cheating scandal because he was making videos with his wife, and they're the Try Guys. They try things, and they're all fun. And there's like a there's like a gay one. There's like a straight one they're all like there's a goof they're all goofy and it's like they he got caught ned at a harry styles concert making out with one of the producers Mm -hmm. of the try guys shows and that puts that in a whole weird thing and ned got fired you fired from the try guys yeah and like i had no idea who the try guys were (laughs) either and it's and i could not believe my first interaction with their content was them sitting on the couch being like we do not condone this behavior we've removed ned from snl did a great snl did a great bo and yang did a great like (laughs) because they were like we do not approve it but you know what in a way looking back it's like okay well that's good that you came out that strongly about that and especially with workplace sexuality and stuff there's so many things but also it scared me and this is why i'm leaving this will be our last one even though i could keep going on for hours with lex is that what scares me is that I didn't even know they were popular, which just goes to show you I'm losing my edge at pop culture. If this is popular, what else is out there? Let me know, you guys, what else is out there? What did we miss? What are you looking forward to in 2023? I'm looking forward to that Barbie movie. I'm looking forward to Taylor Swift. I'm looking forward to uh, Beyonce touring. I'm looking forward to so many things. What are you looking forward to? I'm like Dune two. <laughs> no, but Dune two, Dune one, HBO Max. It was like a that was during the pandemic too, and they they actually made a Dune two, which is great that they were able to do that, even though it didn't really hit the box office in yes. the actual movie theater experience. So it's great that they're doing Dune two. No, so okay, in 2023, what am I looking for? I haven't even thought about this to be honest. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, I'm really, I'm looking forward to my TV. So there's like a new show coming out on Peacock. What is the name of it? It's coming out in a few weeks, the end of January. Um, and it's oh, is- from, from Ryan Johnson, who wrote and directed oh, Knives Out. Is this the one with Natasha Leone? With Natasha Leone. I'm Leone? really looking forward to that. Um, oh, oh did God. you like Glass Onion? I did. It was really but fun. I, Again, yeah, to your point of, and just like that in Sex and the City, you needed, it was not a sequel. It's yes. a, like, you know. No, it's like a, it's a, it's a different, it's more humorous. It's more like, you and know. And I but liked, I, it's like, again, play really on where it. we are. Yeah. I, I feel like it had a good lens of like how we are all so like up our own ass. 
Yeah, it, I mean, it was very inside Hollywood in terms of jokes, but what it didn't have was one of your favorites. It didn't have Chris Evans, who was voted sexiest man of 2022. I guess we can leave it here because Chris Evans is your future husband. What did it feel like? What did it feel like? Uh, do you still have the People magazine? Do you have a? Do you have the actual issue? Where do, where do you keep it? Is it in your hope chest or vision board? It's under my bed. No. <laughs> it's under my pillow. No, uh, I felt so vindicated with <laughs> our boy Chris <laughs> Evans oh, becoming oh, poor Chris Evans, people's had sexiest man alive. Finally, oh my God. I loved the timing of it with the midterm elections. I was deeply saddened, even though I knew about Alba Baptista, for that to come out and him to say he's never oh, the ever girlfriend. been happier. Oh, he has a girlfriend, like, a young girlfriend. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, you know, with the ups come the downs, but happy for him, proud of him. I am looking forward in 2023. I've got my sights set on Andrew Garfield now. <laughs> Watch out, Andrew. Lex is coming. Uh, whatever plot girl summer turns out to start be, it's hanging gonna, out in It's gonna invite. It's gonna involve you, Andrew. Like this, I, Andrew is just such a great actor. I don't think he Love has him. the. I, I don't think he has the raw sexuality of a Chris Evans. No, but I like that you're expanding your horizon. I like that you're broadening <laughs> out in terms of who you're attracted to. Uh, Thanks, Lex Ryan. Nico. The podcast, which you need to go subscribe to right now on Betches. What is the podcast called again? It's called Crown, Crown Jewels. And it comes out every Thursday. This is yeah. a new show. Uh, listen, Lex and Sam are just so, so such a great pairing. Uh, I love both of them. Go rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, especially because it's new. Don't think, like, I didn't even know about it. So don't think... Like, don't think it doesn't need, like, we all need to go rush out and support it. I'm going to be subscribing to it right after I get off with Lex and downloading those first five, four episodes. I think the fifth one will get released on Thursday. And I am so excited to do that because I love both of these women. What else is coming up in 2023 for you? Oh my gosh, Ryan, you're really, it's the third day. I'm just trying to sort out my week. Wow, negative Nancy on 2023. Wow. (laughs) No, you know what I will say? 2022, as like many highs and lows as there were, was a really big year for me of personal growth. And I made great strides in therapy and my personal life and my professional life. Like, And I just want to continue on that wave. I'm not you know, trying to overdo it or underdo it or whatever. I'm like, where I am right now is good. Let's just like maintain. That's awesome. So maintaining and actually taking stock of everything good that happened in your personal life in 2022, which I think is good advice for all of us to do before we even start looking at 2023. So ride this wave that you're on, follow the direction that the water is going and please keep (laughs) tuning in here and to her podcast. And hopefully Lex will keep coming on this podcast so we can have a really bright and happy 2023. um, Because I just, I could be into, I love podcasting with you so much. So thank you so much for being here to sum up what a wild year it has been in pop culture. And I know we just scratched the surface, but we got to get into 2023 I had now. a great time, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Lex Nico, ladies and gentlemen. Man, what a, what a bright ray of sunshine on my day. I'm not even joking. That was just so much fun to do. So thank you, Lex, 
for being an amazing guest. Go check out her podcast. Here are some of the things that we left off the list. So I'm just going to mention them briefly, and I'm going to talk about a couple of personal accomplishments just so we can put them in the public record. And listen, this is something that makes me cringe too, but I am proud of these things. So I want to actually say it and put it out there. And and that's me working on myself. But anyways, what we forgot here, uh, Justin Timberlake sells his catalog for reportedly $100 million, which is interesting if you compare that with the the Justin Bieber story that just came out a month ago, he is potentially selling his catalog for $200 million. You would almost think Justin Timberlake's catalog would be slightly worth more than Justin Bieber, I would think. But I guess it's a solo catalog. Who knows? That that happened this year. Young Gravy, who's another artist, uh, dated Addison Rae's mom for a bit, and they went to an award show, so congrats on that. R. Kelly, finally sentenced to prison, and he is away. He also potentially released a new album at the end of 2022, but he said, hell no, that was not him. So they had pulled those off of streaming services, that album, but R. Kelly says he did not do it. Ilaria, cucumbers, Ilaria and Alec Baldwin welcomed baby number seven. Ha ha, take that, Nick Cannon. Other people are doing that too. Uh, we mentioned Kylie naming her baby Wolf, uh, potentially going to come up with a different name at some point. Chloe welcomed a baby boy with Tristan. Uh, we had the whole Ricky Martin nephew drama, which was very bizarre. And we've kind of, that's kind of been left out, but. Um, you know, the the nephew would accuse Ricky Martin of some just really dastardly, dastardly things. What a horrible word for me to use, dastardly, too. But look it up. It's horrible. Uh, and then supposedly there was no truth to those uh, those allegations. So uh, Ricky Martin is continuing to perform out there and said this was devastating for him. Uh, we did all of uh, we did Che, we did Julia Fox and Kanye West's relationship, which someday I want to do a whole podcast series on that short relationship, and especially how Julia Fox has handled it since then, and how she not, not necessarily changed her story, but the story has evolved uh, to the point at the end of 22 where she had said in an interview where she dated Kanye to help Kim, to save Kim, in a sense. And I thought, what an interesting thing. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox got engaged. Oh, this was a big one, remember? They they drank each other's blood under a banyan tree, which is just that's the way to get engaged, really. You know, I mean, my 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 I was married before, and I did not do anything where thing near that, and maybe that affected our relationship in the end. That I did not drink, we didn't drink each other's blood under a banyan tree. But Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are still together, supposedly, and she got. Uh, she got some boob implants or some boob, you know, uh, modifications towards the end, uh, towards the mid half of 2022. We'll see if they get married this year. Uh, also, Machine Gun Kelly was uh, doing a lot of things where he was making himself bleed. He smashed a champagne glass over at his over his head after a concert, I believe, in New York. So he's very punk rock. Uh, Heidi Klum dressed as a worm, dressed as larva. Um, at she is the queen of Halloween. She has self-branded herself like Michael Jackson did with the King of Pop. And she dressed as a worm, you guys. And she writhed around on the floor at her Halloween party. And I just feel like we need to stop her. That 
That should be done. No more Heidi Klum dressing as a worm at all. Please, just for my just for my stomach. Uh, Elon Musk, the douchebag billionaire, has bought Twitter and he has made it infinitely worse. And that's hard to say because Twitter, I always say, is a hellscape already. But he has somehow made it worse because this man, like we say about the Kardashians or any celebrities, it's supposed to be aspirational and he makes it look hard. He makes it look like no fun at all. And he wasted $44 billion on something that I write fart jokes on. And I just feel that's so sad. And now he just complains and bitches so much on there. He spent $44 billion to complain about things. And I'm like, I hope it's worth it for you. But seriously, I feel like sometimes with Elon, you know, I've liked him at points in his career, but I feel like he really is morphing or has morphed already into a Superman supervillain. Like this is Lex Luthor with hair. You know, Lex Luthor actually probably a little better looking than than Elon. But uh, Friends actor Matthew Perry apologized uh, for his autobiography, which just came out detailing his drug abuse during uh, the filming of Friends and, uh, you know, his struggle with addiction. But he apologized for one uh, sentence in there where he said so many amazing people have died and they listed Chris Farley and all this stuff. But Keanu Reeves still walks among us. And I just thought what a It's a beautiful book, and it's a beautiful story, and I really think there's so much good that can be done from hearing his story. I really uh, recommend the audiobook version of Matthew Perry. Listening to him read itself is very powerful, but this this sentence in there, just there was no use for it. Keanu Reeves also is beloved. You know, like, you don't I feel what a way, what a way to shit on somebody else when we're telling your story of struggle. But, you know, it still is a very decent book. Keith McNally. This was an interesting story in 2022. He's the owner of multiple restaurants in New York. Uh, Baldazar uh, is one of them. And he went online on Instagram and complained about how James Corden is one of the worst restaurant guests of all time. And he said he complained about his antics on two occasions when he dined there and they take specific notes on each uh, customer that has a complaint. And he posted the waiter's report about James Corden. Now, this should not be a surprise. James Corden has had a, a minefield of bad stories about him for years now. This guy, I've never met him, but I've even personally heard stories. Now, remember, stories are to be taken with a grain of salt. You never know who's going to say something. And it's a game of telephone and you leave something off or add something. And, you know, all of a sudden somebody becomes a monster that might just be kind of a casual asshole. But this James Corden, it just seems like these story stories pile up about him. But Keith McNally also is one of my favorite follows on Instagram. At one point, he had dated Dorinda Medley. I'm not shitting you. Dorinda Medley popped up in one of his Instagram posts, and he said they were lovers once. And I was like, wow, that's the kind of Instagram account that I want one day, where I talk about being lovers with somebody that I'm... Can you imagine that I'm, like, my lover? Like, <laughs> But this guy pulls it off. Really fun account to follow. Uh, originally marketed for diabetics, Ozempic has become an it drug in Tinseltown, even at $1,500 a pop. Now, this is one of the drugs, allegedly, that the Kardashians potentially used. I do have a couple of friends on it, and it really does supposedly work, but there's not healthy side effects, and diabetics are 
starting to not be able to get their medicine, which is what it's really intended for, and not for people to turn themselves into Kardashians. Ellen Pompeo uh, leaves Grey's Anatomy after, like, what's, like, two decades. Uh, tons of Justin Bieber stuff happened this year. He canceled a world tour, which he has done many times. Still very much in love with Hailey Bieber. And remember, Justin Bieber lost, uh, he had, um, what, what is it called? He had facial paralysis. Um and he has healed from that supposedly, but remember that when he couldn't move the whole left side of his face, that happened. Sorry, that happened in 2022. I couldn't even believe it. Also on Broadway, Beanie Feldstein premiered in the lead role in the musical Funny Girl, only to be replaced by Leah Michelle from Glee. Uh, that was a huge story this year. Jojo Siwa, uh, dancer and hair uh, stylist extraordinaire, slammed Candace Cameron Burr not once but twice this year, stating in July she labeled Candace Cameron Burr, the rudest celebrity she's ever met. Um, we talked about Taylor Swift releasing her 10th studio album, Midnights. Now, this is interesting if you're a TikToker. Pink sauce is a pink color dipping sauce created by a private chef and TikTok user at chef.pii. The sauce went viral in the summer of 2022 with over 500 million views on the hashtag pink sauce hashtag. But what's so gross is it's just literally pink sauce. And the chef, like, she said it was, like, pretty natural, but you don't know. This didn't have FDA approval, but this went viral. We live in a constant state of virality. I pray to be viral. I want to be more viral. How do I get to be more viral this 2023? I maybe, maybe need to make purple sauce? Who knows? Now, this is a horrible, horrible story. The, the 2022 was the year of the bleached or shaved eyebrows. Now, you know how I feel about this personally. So this is a this is an abomination. If you know somebody or you are somebody that bleaches or shaves your eyebrows, you got to stop. It's a law. It's going in it's going to be a law. In fact, that's what I am campaigning on for 2024. You need to grow your eyebrows back immediately. Now, if you can't grow back your eyebrows, you're able to get a written pass from a doctor's, but I will need a doctor's note. But this Amelia Bedelia Hamlin, Lisa Rinna's offspring, she did that. It's scary. Julia Fox did it. I, I, there's not a person that I think's done it. Like Voldemort, that Harry Potter dude did it. There's not a person that has, like, I don't think works with no, I think they all look potentially bad. So let's do, do Ryan, do, do, do good old Ryan a solid and just grow those brows out. They don't need to be big and bushy. Just, I have a thin brow. Like I, like my brows aren't big and bushy, but I have something there. It's like, you can see I'm making the effort and I feel like that's what really matters. Now, this is a beautiful story. Adnan Saeed uh, from Serial, he was exonerated this year. We had Rabia Chowdhury, who was a, uh, a really a huge hand in fighting for his case all of these years. Well, he was released uh, in 2022. So this had been going on. I mean, like the, the fight for that. Remember listening to Serial and how long it's been? He was finally exonerated and set free in 2022. Uh, Cher, being the pimp she is, uh, has started dating and potentially engaged to Alexander A.E. Edwards, who's one of Amber Rose's ex. They started dating in November 2022. November of 2022. Um, now, let's talk about, uh, well, you know what? We're going to talk about documentaries and reality shows in the next episode of our year of 2022. Let's leave this as it is, but I want to talk about some personal accomplishments right now. I saved this for the end so you can tune out, but I just want to put this in here just to 
tell you guys what an amazing year I've had. And uh, I'm so thankful uh, to Meditza for making this list because I wouldn't have done this myself. I wouldn't have written this down and, and looking at this. I'm like, holy, holy moly. We really did. You know, we did some really cool things this year. We really we reached a new bar for this show. And I'm so lucky to work with people like Meditza and Sandra and to help help from my friend Marissa, who's always sending me uh, great pop culture notes. And you got the baddies over on Patreon. We have a really strong Patreon crew. And we also have a great Facebook group that's getting better each day. And they sent me suggestions for this year in review. But also here's some highlights. I got to guest host Watch What Crappens, one of the best reality show, if not the best reality show podcast out there with Ronnie and uh, I got I got to uh, guest host with him on an episode of Southern Charm and it just made me feel so dang good. I got Jackie Schimmel on the podcast and she was so funny and so nice to me. The comments by celebrities and comments by Bravo girls were on and they have just always been so so great. I've been able to be on their show and them on mine. I got to be on Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. What a dream come true. I got to drive out to her studio and I got to sit there and talk with her for hours and she was just so nice and I really hope that I get to work with her again one day uh, I squashed the beef with Sheena Shea on her podcast Shenanigans this year uh, she is still mad at me actually at times uh, for allegedly revealing her baby's name um, first to the public and uh, we squashed that beef on Shenanigans and I think Sheena will be on this pod this year so we'll talk more about that then uh, there was the 2022 highlight of me getting shit canned wasted and uh, falling down and falling asleep on a front lawn somewhere in Hancock Park. What a what a thank you, Meditza, for putting that on here. Uh, BravoCon, BravoCon was triumphant. Uh, I got to work with Directv. I got to meet Meditza for the first time. I lost all of my equipment at a Tom Sandoval show, but I also met so many of you guys, and it just made me feel. Oh my God, just so sweaty. So, so sweaty. I got to meet so many Bravo celebrities and it just made my heart feel so full. And I got to see so many cool things, but it was flying too close to the sun. It was flying way too close to the sun, but I can't wait to do it again next year. And I hope to party with you all next year at BravoCon. Also, I stayed in New York an extra day and did Demois' live Spotify show. I also got to be on Demois' podcast, uh, Do You, and she came on my podcast a bunch, and I just, I geek out about Demois so much. Uh, three times, not one, not two, but three times did I try to dye my beard, the last time being an all-natural beard dye, thinking that was the problem. And all three times, count them one, two, three, my face exploded like the Nutty Professor, the last time being in late December, uh, just uh, so you know that uh, potentially you've grown not an ounce in 2022, and uh, you make the same mistake over and over and over again. Awesome. Uh, I unblocked Jax and Jax unblocked me or I don't think Jax unblocked me and then he followed me and I had to follow him and now he steals memes from me. So Jax Taylor, that's uh, I get what I paid for with that one. I was on the uh, Army Hammer documentary House of Hammer for Discovery Plus as a talking head. Um, this was something that troubled me a little bit. Listen, one of my dreams is to be in uh, Talking Heads for pop culture. I did have a personal relationship with Mr. Hammer uh, from acting class, and I, I did feel a little guilty I, 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 because you, you never, you never want to be that guy revealing personal information. Um, I thought it was well done, and also I did it because I really do I, – I, I, I don't believe – 
I believe it, I believe in women's rights and I believe women should be believed and I believe there was a pattern of behavior that was very dark and disturbing and should not be going on and that is why I lent my voice to that project. I also want to clear up something that I had heard that I didn't get paid a dollar for that project at all. Like so I did that, you know, and I thought luckily it came out good, but of course it gave me trepidation. Um, Sammy Sage, the, one of the co-founders of Betches, who I think I just love Betches so much. She was on the podcast. Uh, I got to meet John Jansen. I'm John Jansen. Shannon Bedore's, uh, boyfriend. I got to meet him at BravoCon. That was amazing. I started working out with a trainer. I have to go see him tomorrow for the first time in January. And I, I know he's going to yell at me, but I am on the third day of not drinking Diet Coke. So let's, uh, look forward to more health from Ryan in 2023. But I worked out with a trainer, did my first deadlift, uh, knees really hurt still all good stuff. I did a fidelity investment commercial. A couple of you guys have seen it, but thankfully it's not fully out there but i did that this year isn't that crazy um i did uh magic mushrooms at a tom sandoval show in january thinking i was doing dry january so why don't i take a little bit of mushrooms and that made me feel i did, took way too many mushrooms and this is a uh, I, I do not pro promote doing that at all at a tom sandoval show i will i've made a really huge mistake but i want to be honest with you guys about that i got to ask hillary uh hillary and chelsea clinton a question on watch what happens live um that was very exciting uh Hopefully one day I'll get to be a guest bartender on Watch What Happens Live. And who knows if we play our cards right, maybe one day I can be a seat filler or potentially even a guest. But that is potentially let's just stream big and hope that happens down the line. We also made a new website. Meditza made this and so excited. Please go check it out. And we started an LLC. So bad it's good. So bad it's good is an LLC. We are incorporated now. So we are an actual business. And I thank all of you for making all of this happen. Can you believe this? We've done this in less than three years. And listen, I know this is sloppy sometimes when we fly by the seat of our pants. But this is who I am. And, and I just, uh, I'm really proud of all of this. Like, we did this. And also, I talked to so many great podcasters, people. I got to make so many stupid memes that I'm proud of. I get to work with my friends. Uh, there's a lot, lot to be thankful for that I need to remind myself of. I also got to be a source in the Washington Post, the New York Times, Us Weekly. Um, I got to chart this podcast on a lot of, uh, on the Apple podcasts and Spotify podcast charts. And uh, it's all, it's all been a dream. It's all been a dream, but it's been a lot of hard work you guys and that's something that i want you know i know my nephew sometimes listens to this he sneaks it because i curse so they're not supposed to let him listen to it but if you're listening right now dude work your ass off find something that you love and work your ass off and i don't really truly know where this will go in 2023 but please stay with me and let's see where this goes together and i promise i'll keep working hard and trying to be better and uh Thank you for your ears. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your friendship. And thank you for your good wishes. And I will talk to you again on Thursday because we do this every day. 
um, mainly for my sanity. Oh, also, I'm sorry, real quick, I forgot to shout out, I got to guest host Reality Gays, and Reality Gays were on my podcast. They're insanely fabulous. And also, Danny Pellerino came on for his book, How Do I Unremember This?, which I thought was just an amazing read. And he included me uh, to send me the book early, as well as Dumois, and I geek out about that shit so hard. So uh, I just wanted to throw that in there real too, because, uh, in there really quick, too, because those were things that meant a lot to me in 2022 as well. Okay, bye. Betches.